ball? Can you tie him in a knot? Can you tie him in a ball? Can you throw him over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your ears hang low? That's how you start a podcast. Yep. Singing to a dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess that's an intro, yep. I think. Um, oh, come here. Fuck. Jesus, you're going to fall <laughs> if you keep lying on me that way. There you go. Welcome to Jedi Dropouts, the long-awaited return. The boys have come home. Yep. Uh, we're uh, we're doing this from James's house, which yeah, doing this in person is rare. Yep. Almost as rare as actually doing the episodes these days, really. Yeah. <laughs> this shit's like Tool albums. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> timely and relevant. Actually, it's it's still like a month late. <laughs> <laughs> it's as timely as we get, really. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I mean, if we get another Tool album, it's going to be in like 20 years. So. Yeah, yeah, true. So hopefully, hopefully after this episode, we'll get another episode out before Jesus. the next Tool album. What are you doing? <laughs> I have a Chihuahua in my arms, and he is not cooperating. Mm-hmm. That's the Jedi drop its way. There's always an uncooperative dog in the room. Hi. That's what we do. Uh, so we don't really have much of a plan for this episode. We've got a couple ideas we're going to toss around. Just, just nice to get back at this and catch up and chat. Yeah. And uh, you guys can hear from us again. Um, so there's been quite a bit of geek news that we should probably catch up on. Yeah. Um, touch on some geek news, then we'll talk about things we've watched, things we've played. Yeah, maybe, maybe if we have time, we can get into some of the the. T- the holiday, the festive spooky shit. Spoopy. Spoopy. Yeah, spell poopy without poopy. <laughs> so, uh, we talk about superheroes a lot. Yeah. We spend most of this podcast talking about superheroes, realistically. Mm-hmm. And we are m- multiple months late talking about the, the whole announcement of the Marvel Phase 4 slate. Oh yeah, we we did not get a chance to talk about that at <laughs> all, and that that's like what July, August. It, it's been so long that I forgot that we hadn't talked about. Yeah, that. <laughs> exactly, because we had an episode planned. I think maybe around that time. Yep, because it, it was right after Spider Man came out, and yeah, and uh, through a couple of happenstance sort of things, we we just didn't get around and. Yeah, a large part of that was my laptop shitting the bed because I tried to download a Super Metroid emulator that I could randomize, uh, and it was a bad ROM, <laughs> and it kind of fucked my laptop. Yeah. And I, like, I tried to clean it up as best I could myself, but it still runs very, very poorly at times when it runs at all. Mm. So I'm thinking I have to take it somewhere and get it just completely fucking wiped. I love the timing of me finally getting a new working computer and you're shitting the bed completely. Yeah. Yeah. Jedi dropouts, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, that doesn't... Jedi's law. <laughs> that doesn't explain the fact that me and Mitchell, our, our schedule has been fucked lately, too. Yeah. It, it like it Like, yes, your computer has something to do with it, but <sighs> my schedule has been fucked, too. Like, like... Your schedule's been fucked. I'm, like, I'm still working nights full-time. I'm working part-time at a tattoo shop. I'm trying to go to the gym. 
just started a new yeah. band, like trying to be a good dog dad to this idiot. Yeah, yeah, that takes up time as well. Yeah. Um, I've had a bit of personal stuff. I'm not going to get into it on the podcast. If anyone listening wants to know about it and actually gives a shit, then you know, shoot me a message. We'll chat. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Marvel, let's talk about it. Phase four. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, but I think I can remember it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> they they announced so much at at one time yeah. that it's it's kind of hard to really keep track of. I'm sure most people listening know about this by now. But uh, we've got two movies next year: yep. Black Widow and The Eternals. The Eternals. That cast is it's like the casting director was like, as long as we can get Ryan Taylor in the theater, we're good. So we need Brian Tyree Henry. We need Kumail Nanjiani. We need fucking Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, it's just like a wet dream casting. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, I've never... I think we talked about it before. We talked about Angelina and her casting. Mm. Um, I've never been the biggest Angelina Jolie fan, but I've never really disliked her as an actress the only time I was ever an Angelina Jolie fan was when I was like a 16 year old boy and I just liked her because of her (laughs) yeah her huge assets yeah to quote Monty Python yeah Uh, or sorry huge tracks of land (laughs) yeah exactly and then I you know kissed a girl for the first time and then I realized like hey you know, there's more to women than just, you know, ogling their chesticles. Mm-hmm. And ever since, I've been kind of like, yeah, she's mediocre. I, she, I, she's she's a decent at best actress in my mind. Like, when I think of Angelina's movies, I think those awful Tomb Raider movies mm-hmm. and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I never saw that. Which, I mean... The best part of that movie is Vince Vaughn. I didn't even know he was in it. <laughs> so, I mean... I feel like you could take that story and repeat it word for word, except replace Angelina Jolie with Jennifer Lopez, and that would be my experience. Yeah. That love Don't Cost a Thing video had me. Um, so... Oh, our teenage years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> simpler times and simpler minds. <laughs> so Black Widow is the next one we're getting. Uh, David Harbour as what's the character's name? Red Guardian, is that right? Thanks. So. Something like Red something or another. He's like a Russian superhero. You got uh, Florence Pug Pug. I don't know how you pronounce her name, but she's she's amazing. She was in Midsummer. Uh, she is. Cannot remember the character's name. She, I think she takes up the mantle of uh, Black Widow or something mm. in the comics. Still haven't seen Midsummer, but then again, I haven't finished Hereditary either. Like I started watching it one day, and then I was just like, "Oh, time to go to the gym." Turn the movie off. And yeah. Never picked it back up for some reason. And Midsummer's out on DVD now, but I'm kind of waiting for it to hit Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's it's a long, grueling like a test of a movie, but holy shit, was it good. Uh, I will definitely 100% talk more about that if we end up doing a like top movies of the year sort of thing because that's like right near the top for me. Um, what else are they doing? They're doing Black Widow uh, Eternals next year, the year mm-hmm. after. 
Now, I'm not sure what's going to happen with 2021, because they announced three movies for it back when the whole Spider-Man fiasco was going on, which we didn't get to talk about either. No. <laughs> that whole fucking... Came and went. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think people were reacting too soon to that anyway. Yeah. People uh, acted like it was a massive, like, crisis. Yeah. It's like, no, like, the boss are just bargaining, is yeah, all. Yeah, They're playing exactly. hardball. 100%. That was, that was a negotiation tactic. Yep. Um, so they did announce that they're doing a Spider-Man movie in 2021 after they already announced three movies for 2021. So I don't know if, uh, say, Shang-Chi or something's going to get moved ahead. Shang-Chi I'm kind of interested in, but at the same time, like... Like, he's not as well-known of a character as pretty much everyone else who's gotten a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could say that Doctor Strange and all these other... Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy might not have been as well-known before the movie. Well, they obviously weren't as well-known before yeah. the movies as they are now. But they were still more known than Shang-Chi. Yeah. They played a bigger part in the overall Marvel mm-hmm. universe of comics and animated shows. Like, before the Guardians of the Galaxy movies came out, like... I'd seen them on animated shows, yeah, like exactly. animated Spider-Man yeah. series and animated Avengers series and stuff like that. So I was familiar with the characters. I knew who they were. And not not even just in, like, supporting roles. Like, I mean, Doctor Strange and Carol Danvers were, like, main central Avengers in some of those animated <laughs> shows. Yeah. And, like, I mean, my first... The um, first time I remember seeing Doctor Strange was in, like, the... 90s Spider-Man series. Yeah, yeah. Because, um... Mordo and Carnage were trying to awaken Dormammu, and Spider-Man was helping Doctor Strange, and, like, Venom sacrificed himself to close the portal and stop Dormammu from coming. Like, yeah, like, all the characters from the Doctor Strange movie I've known about for, like, 25 years. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's I'm I'm on board for a Shang Chi movie. Yeah. I will go see it. I'm interested in it. But and I, if I, it's done well, then like you know, this is a new character that they could just rocket into popularity. It it's there's a slight lack of hype for me just based on not really knowing the character as well. Not knowing the character, and. How are they going to separate the Shang-Chi movie from the plethora of other just general martial arts movies based around an Asian male protagonist? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this exactly. Like, how are they going to put the stamp on it and let people know, like, this is a Marvel movie. This guy's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's not just, like lumped in with a Donnie Yen, Jet Li, Jackie Chan type movie. Yeah. Like, I'm on board for it. I'm going to watch it. But, I mean, the dude doesn't have an armored suit. He doesn't, you know, throw lightning bolts. He doesn't swing around. doesn't wear a super fancy Mm. costume most of the time. He doesn't turn big and green. Yep. I think think what might be the... uh the kicker for that movie is who's going to be the villain 
Yeah. If, if they do the villain right, I think that could really yeah. upsell it. Yeah. Or how they, like, they might have to feature other characters in smaller roles yeah. just to tie it all together. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, I'm like, not... I mean... Cameos. Marvel has not done us wrong yet, no. so... No, Throw a few cameos in there, and it should tie everything together. Yeah. But, like, this guy is supposed to be one of the best hand-to-hand combatants in the Marvel Universe. Like, this dude is supposed to be better than Steve Rogers. He's supposed to be better than Black Widow, better than Hawkeye. Like, he can take all these people. Um, The only person that we've had in that universe so far that is arguably, in the comics, a better martial artist than Shang-Chi is Iron Fist, but... I mean, that yeah. really wasn't done well. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they learn from the Netflix um, yeah. shows and, and do the the uh, fight choreography more in the style of Daredevil than Iron Fist because yeah, there was a big, big difference. Yeah. Which, sad because, like I said, like, Iron Fist... I, I watched, like, a few different countdowns. I read a few, like, blogs and lists and everything like that and like Iron Fist is on average like most places consider him to be the best martial artist in the Marvel Universe like better than Daredevil better than Shang-Chi better than like Wolverine like but you know he just got I think that was a lot of the casting too yeah like they cast someone who kind of looked like Danny Rand in the comics, but couldn't do a lot of his own stunts. And I think an, uh, a key to the movie is going to be, uh, aside from the villain, aside from getting the fight choreography right, mm-hmm. um, is leaning into the culture more. Like, in the same way that they did with Black Panther. Yep. Through the score, through the dialogue, everything they did with that movie, they leaned so heavily into the culture that it felt like... Yeah. It felt very separated, but still part of the same universe. Yeah. Um, and I mean... And Black like, Panther was fantastic. It was. It, one of my... T- it's moved up to one of my top Marvel movies, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, like, we saw the success of Crazy Rich Asians last year. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a huge audience for well-done, heavily Asian-cultured blockbuster Hollywood films. Yeah. So Marvel can just, like, I don't know if, if it's a greedy, like, like uh, you know, uh, if, if it's more of a greed business side of it taking advantage of a market or not. I don't know what the intentions there are, but hopefully it's from a good place. And hopefully <sighs> the, the behind the scenes are going to be, it's not just going to be like a bunch of white dudes getting paid to make this movie. Yeah. Um, and let's see, we've got Shang-Chi and two more. Doctor Strange, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. I love that title. Mm. Yeah, like, I, is that a movie or is it going to be one of the series? That's a movie. Okay. And it's co-starring Scarlet Witch. Okay. And that's about all we know. Um, I know that the director, Scott Derrickson, who has a really great background in horror too, which, is, which excites me for the sequels, 
because he did uh, Sinister. Mm. And I believe the exorcism of Emily Rose. I think that was him. Nice. Uh, so I think I heard in, in an interview, I could be wrong here, that he really wanted the character um, Nightmare as a villain in this. Okay. So I don't know what they're going to do here. Um, I love the idea of just a... Yeah, he did do exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I love the idea of a horror-based Marvel movie. Just That title just rings like mm-hmm. multiverse of madness. It just sounds at least horror-inspired, which would be really cool. That's not a direction they've gone in with I, these I movies I really want to see what role, if any, Mordo is going to play in it. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. set that up. They, they set up a future villain. Yep. And Mordo is arguably one of the biggest Doctor Strange villains, so... Yeah. To I mean, have that set up at the end where he stole Benjamin Bratt's legs. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. He set up a couple of villains there, really. Yeah. Uh, what's Benjamin... What's the character he's playing again? I remember that it was a comics character who becomes a strange villain that I forget the chain of events that led to that I don't I can't remember his name that's why yeah, it's, it's I just not... said the actor's name <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a deep cut but I don't remember exactly um, but yeah they, they've planted the seeds for <sighs> several yeah and I saw some, I saw an interesting tweet the other day um, in terms of uh, referencing both Endgame and the fact that there's a Doctor Strange sequel what's Dormammu gonna do when he finds out that Doctor Strange doesn't have the Time Stone anymore. Well, there you go. Right? Like, that's a, it's an interesting possibility. Yep. Um, he's Strange is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have probably the most exciting of the, the, the movies that they announced, in my opinion, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. J- just because Taika Waititi's back. Yep. Jane Foster as the female Thor... Natalie Portman's back. I'm 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 into it. The only thing about that that makes me even slightly reluctant is Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm sure she's had some good performances and some stuff like that, but in the first two Thor movies, I didn't feel like she was very strong. Um in the Star Wars prequels, yeah. she was uh I see the thing about Natalie Portman is I find when she has to play a straight, sort of, just your regular average character, she doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. When she gets to let loose, like Black Swan, that kind of shit, she's great. And I'm just thinking, with Taika Waititi directing, I don't know, maybe we could see a totally different Jane Foster, right? I hope so. I mean, the guy doesn't make bad movies, he just doesn't. And if nothing else, it'll be funny just to watch all the yeah. heads explode. Exactly. Female Thor? Everyone's yeah. being a woman these days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's great, too, because the, it's one of those, like, um, like there's been so many gender or, or race changes in these movies, in, in superhero movies in general, yep. that they always fall back on, well, in the comics, you know, just make it like the comics. Why you got to change shit? There is female. This happened in the comics. Can't fall back on that bullshit. Nope. <laughs> I love that. And I haven't got around to reading the, um, the female Thor uh, 
comics by Jason Aaron, I think. I, I haven't read, read any of them. No, I haven't got around to those, but I've heard it's a good run. Um, so yeah, we got that. We got the new Spider-Man movie. We're looking at most of those being out in like the next two years, which is exciting. Um, and let's let's gloss over the TV shows because there's a bunch of Disney Plus shows. Yeah. I, I don't know when any of it's coming out. Oh, I mean, with movies, they also announced <laughs> yes, they're working on Fantastic Four and they're working on a Blade movie. That's the most exciting one. Yeah, Blade with Mahershala Ali as Blade, which is fucking awesome. The guys. Yep. He's going for a record for, like, the amount of Marvel characters played by one actor, though. Because he was uh, Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. Yep. He voiced... Um, uh, uh, Prowler. Yeah, Prowler in Into the Spider-Verse. And now he's going to be Blade. Um, but I'm, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm into How many has Chris Evans played? Chris Evans, just is just the two, or... Is two, there, I believe. Yeah. That's the only ones I'm thinking of. Yeah, it was I mean, uh, if, Johnny Storm and Chris Rogers. I mean, if we're going for... Steve Rogers. If we're, if we're going with straight up <laughs> comic book characters, um, Josh Brolin still, still I think, takes the lead there. Jonah Hex and Thanos and Cable. And he was Young K in Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And Oakley, give it up. I feel like he was someone else, too. I mean, it's not a comic book movie, but he was in The Goonies, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Did he play anyone in Sin City? Oh, yeah, he was in Sin City. He was in the, uh, the sequel. Hmm. He played... I think he was, like... He played a different variation on Clive Owen's character, didn't he? I think so. Uh, Dwight? I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched Sin City or been into that. Um... But, like, the TV shows they announced are all over the place. Um, there's the What If animated series. I can't wait for that's that. That's going to be ridiculous. Uh, we've got the Winter Soldier and Falcon series, which sounds great. We've got WandaVision. We've got Loki. we got Hawkeye, which they casted Haley Steinfeld. Stein, Stein, Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Steinfeld is a sitcom. Uh, as Kate Bishop. And then I, I think the <laughs> Hawkeye or the not Hawkeye Hawkeye I am excited for, but the Falcon Winter Soldier one is probably the one I'm most excited for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. The 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 can we like Lethal Weapon with superpowers? Yes, yes, like, that's very much buddy cop. Like one hundred percent. I am totally on board for that. Riggs. I'm getting too old for the shield. <laughs> Except you have to switch it because Bucky's technically old as shit, right? <laughs> um, and then, and like, if that wasn't enough, Marvel's like, boom, fucking mic drop. Everyone is totally pleased. And then they're like, a month later, it's like, oh, also we're working on uh, She Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight series. So, yeah, which is fucking great. Yeah. I like all the love that uh, Kamala Khan is getting, the Miss Marvel stuff. Uh, she's going to be a playable character in that upcoming Square Enix Avengers game, too. Yep. Which I'm hoping is good. But Yeah. Speaking of Moon Knight and Blade, they just got released as DLC characters for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yes. In a package along with Morbius and the Punisher. 
Nice. Mm. You wanna you wanna give that a quick review? We haven't. Uh, the game is basically just what I expected from a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Plays very very similar to all the others. Um, beat it, and started new game plus, which you know you start same level, same ability, same characters you had, and you just you know play through again, but it's harder and the rewards are greater like nice. better chance of yeah yeah gotcha rare item drops hmm. that's it i i almost finished the new game plus playthrough but then i just kind of put it down and started playing other things yeah i know what you mean i started the new game plus playthrough of uh, spider-man and i just wasn't feeling it at the time yeah i, I know i'm gonna come back to that for sure yeah that's why I don't trade these games in. Like, certain games I will trade in, but yeah. games like that I just hang on to because I'm just like, you know, like... When the mood hits you, you want When the mood it. hits me. Yep. And the great thing about the Switch, like, the case I got, like, you know, I can take eight games with me besides the ones that are, mm. you know, on my system. So, if I'm bored somewhere, like, when I was flying back from Halifax a couple of days ago, it was just like... Pulled out my Switch and was like, all right, what do I want to play? And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to play some Hollow Knight. And that got me hooked on Hollow Knight again, and I've been playing it so much ever since. <sighs> nice. Yeah. I uh, actually just, <laughs> this is like the most untimely video game review ever. In 2019, I started playing Skyrim for the first time. <laughs> I've never played it. I, I tried it back when I had a PS3. And I wasn't really in the right mood for an open world game at the time or an RPG, so it just it just never clicked. So I played I played through basically like the prologue of the game, and was just like, nah, fuck this. This game this game is overhyped. This game is bullshit. <laughs> and uh, then like a couple weeks ago, I think maybe uh, I was just like I was trying to find the game that I that I wanted to play because I was like, I need something big. I need something that I can just sink a lot of time into. Yep. Open world, RPG, that kind of thing. Yep. And none of the games that I own were hitting the spot. And then Skyrim went on sale. So I was like, okay, yeah. let's, let's give it a go. And I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Has enough time passed for Skyrim to be considered a retro game? I don't know. It's been seven years since release, I think. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. It's getting... I mean, I, I have the HD remaster. <laughs> like... Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to say. I think once you get to like, once we get into the twenty twenties, maybe you could say that. Just because it's a separate decade, maybe I don't know. I don't know. What's the cutoff on a retro game? Is there an actual like definition of it? Like I don't I know. Gotta Google this. What what defines it as retro? I think it's got to be at least from a previous generation of video gaming, which technically counts here because. This was PS3, Xbox 360 era. Um, I don't know. Would you consider like Uncharted or Bioshock or any of that stuff retro? Because that's like similar time yeah. period. It's it's hard to say because like Halo at this point is definitely retro. Yeah. And Halo is not that many years removed from the PS3, Xbox 360 era. It's like what early two thousands, I'm guessing. Usually, retro gaming is based upon systems that are obsolete or discontinued. 
I mean... PS3. I mean, they just announced the release date for the PS5, didn't they? Yeah. That You, you could make the argument. Yeah. I think you could make the argument. Hey, give it up. It's weird to say... People are allowed to exist outside this house. That's the lesson of the day, folks. Yep. <laughs> uh, Embarking wisdom on my dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Shut up, James. I'm gonna, I'm gonna insert like a sound effect in there. Um. So yeah, I've been playing Skyrim, and that's been eating up a lot of my time. Skyrim and horror movies, basically, because October. Yeah. Um, one more little bit of superhero movie news I want to talk about. They're starting to finally cast this Robert Pattinson Batman movie. There's been two official castings, one rumored casting, and also a rumor of what uh, story they're going to adapt. Ooh. Uh, is it year one? No, the word is it's going to be the long Halloween. Ooh. Which, now, <laughs> I got really pissed off when I saw articles citing this because... I listened to the Fat Man Beyond episode mm-hmm. where Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin discussed hearing rumors that this movie is going to be based on the long Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that's what they said. They said, look, you know, I, I don't know anybody who's involved in this movie, but word is that we're both hearing from separate sources that it's the long Halloween. And then the next day I see articles, Kevin Smith claims <laughs> that the, the new Batman movie is based on the long Halloween. And like, oh God. at the very, very end of the article, they hid the the actual quote, which is like, "Fuck off with your shitty journalism!" Like, <laughs> you know, stop making stories out of you know, I heard from a friend quotes on a podcast. Like, yeah, I I mean, I heard from a podcast that that it is still on Halloween. So quote me on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all you journalists out there quoting Jedi Dropouts episodes. Yeah. Been waiting all summer to put an article out. Um, if it's on a podcast, it has to be true. Yeah. James Moss is an amazing lover and a genius human. <laughs> I heard that on a podcast. I heard it on a podcast. Uh, That's going to be all over the news. Yes. What? What? Uh, what website? What? What even? What website would make an article about that? I don't know. Cosmo. Yeah. Thirty-five tips. <laughs> but how to please him in bed from James Moss. Yep. Jedi dropouts. Yep. Um, <laughs> so this started... men's health. How to be more like James Moss. <laughs> Eat chocolate and play Hollow Knight. That's how you get this <laughs> sculpt physique. Uh, Go to CrossFit once every three weeks. <laughs> that's three. That's three. You're you're like almost to a, t- a five step list because you got to have a number, right? You put a number on it and people want to read it. Sleep four hours a night. There you go. That's four. And five, read this list. Five, read this list. There you go. Secret six, <laughs> Zevia, zero calorie soda. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us. <laughs> so, uh, we got Robert Pattinson as Batman, obviously, uh, keeping with the very clear and not at all tangented uh, conversation we're having. Um <laughs> uh, I think I told you Jeffrey Wright casted as Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, I saw a casting, a potential casting for Catwoman. Too. That official casting. She, yeah. There was a short list. Who did you hear? 
Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, it's official. It's done deal. Nice. Zoe Kravitz is the new Catwoman. I like that. I, I do like that. I I like that way better than Anne Hathaway. See, the, like I didn't think Anne Hathaway was bad. No, she wasn't Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer is oh. the fucking best. But like, I feel like their portrayals didn't really like they weren't that different. They weren't like they didn't no. separate that much in how, their takes on them. So I feel like if you're gonna do Catwoman again, you gotta go totally different. You mm-hmm. gotta you can't go with the same. Same white skinned brunette woman who's gonna play it straight, and like you, you gotta do it different if you if because Catwoman's a character that's been done well. Mm-hmm. It's not like say if you're gonna do Mister Freeze, in which case you can do whatever you want because nobody's got that right yet, <laughs> or they've got it perfectly right depending on your take yeah. on that. Gotham on TV did it better than Batman and Robin. Okay, yeah, but. I mean, this was supposed to be a version of Mr. Freeze that popped up while Bruce was still a child. Yeah. Before, like, pre-Batman. The Gotham timeline is a fucking fever dream anyway. It It's a mess, and I had to stop watching it just because it was blowing my mind. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Zoe Kravitz casted as Catwoman. I like that. Yeah. I, and I like Jeffrey Wright as Gordon as well, because Jeffrey Wright's a great actor. Uh, if you don't know Jeffrey Wright, he's best known for probably the Daniel Craig Bond movies and Westworld. Yeah. And I think he's in Hunger Games, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that one. Um, but he's he's one of those actors that, like, every word he speaks, you're kind of hanging on to what he's saying. He's a really gripping actor, which is perfect for Gordon. Yeah, he was in the Hunger Games. Yeah, there you go. Um... And then there's the rumored casting uh, of Jonah Hill as question mark, question mark, question mark, which could be a, uh, a hint at what I think he's being casted as. Um, no, no, it, There's no clear word on who he's being casted as. Uh, it's supposedly an unnamed villain. Could be... Like, people, people think Penguin, but he's not really... Uh, chubby like he was it doesn't no. really, doesn't really fit that well anymore I, like I think Riddler is probably the direction they're going yeah unless he plays calendar man I mean <laughs> that'd be fun I'd watch that that'd be ridiculous actually or Mad Hatter Mad Hatter would be cool I mean I'm just looking at some of the villains from uh from the Long Halloween. Do you, have you read the Long Halloween? I have not. Me either. So I'm not really even sure what the storyline of that is. Uh, let's see. Taking place during Batman's early days of crime fighting, Long Halloween tells the story of a mysterious killer named Holiday, who murders people on holidays one each month. Working hmm. with District Attorney Harvey Dent and Captain James Gordon. Batman races against the calendar as he tries to discover who Holiday is before he claims his next victim each month while attempting to stop the crime war between two of Gotham City's most powerful families, Moroni and Falcone, which we've oh, seen course. before. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, this novel also acted as a reintroduction to the DC Universe for one of Batman's most elusive foes, Calendar Man, 
who knows the true identity of Holiday of the Holiday Killer, but refuses to share this with Batman. He instead riddles and gives Batman hints from his Arkham Asylum cell. The story also ties into the events that transform Harvey Dent into Batman's enemy Two-Face. Enemies such as Scarecrow, the Joker, Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, and the Riddler, among others, also make appearances. Wow, you can pull from a lot there. So yeah, I want I, I now I want to see him as Calendar Man. Because the idea of Jonah Hill almost in like a, a Hannibal Lecter sans the Lambs role of like being in that jail cell giving yeah. help and just being super cryptic and acting his ass off. That yeah. sounds great. I can see Jonah Hill as Calendar Man. I can see him as Riddler, and I can see him as Mad Hatter. He's he's a great actor. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of versatility. Yeah, and where he's slimmed down, and okay, he's a lot skinnier than what he was. Yeah, but he's still not super super lean. No, so I can see him playing. Like, I can see him playing Mad Hatter. I can see him playing Riddler. Because Riddler doesn't have to be super skinny either. No. Um, Calendar Man would be fantastic. But I can't see him playing Scarecrow. Because Scarecrow, I... Well, yeah. Scarecrow doesn't... I, I want Scarecrow to be, like... Almost like Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker. Like, borderline emaciated. Like, like, like really gaunt looking, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. very, very lanky. Yeah, because I think that villain only really works if you have I, I guess the the body type of a scarecrow exactly right yeah yeah I'm, I'm on board with that um, unless he's what if uh, Jonah Hill's Harvey Dent that'd be a real different take on Harvey Dent yeah complete like 180 from uh, from uh, Aaron Eckhart for yeah. sure see Jonah Hill become Two-Face Shit, yeah. I, you know what? Whatever they're gonna do there, I'm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure the they'll do well with it, cause I mean, I do like Jonah Hill quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Uh, did you see Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, he's great in that. Did it, you see War Dogs? I never got around to War Dogs. War Dogs is good. Yeah, that's yeah. him and Miles Teller, right? Yeah. And I mean, look, he puts out a lot of good movies these days. Like, I love the Jump Street movies. Jump Street movies were good. Uh, the reason I like War Dogs so much is because, like, it was a different character than, like, all of his other characters. Okay, yeah. Like, normally he's just kind of this, like, he plays this Jonah Hill character. Yeah. Like, yeah. even in Jump Street movies, he's yeah, he is. still very similar to all of his other roles from, like, Knocked Up and everything like yeah. that. He's just slimmed down. But War Dogs, he's big again. But, like, it's a very different role. Okay. Like, Wolf Wall Street is different from all of his other roles, but War Dogs is the role I've seen him in that I feel was most different. Okay. Okay. And I liked it. Like, he was playing, like... He wasn't really a funny character. He was, like, an asshole. Just playing it straight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I might have to check that out. I got it there if you want to borrow it. But, yeah. I I can see Jonah Hill playing a number of different potential roles in that movie. Either way, I'm going to be happy with it. If it's done right. Yeah, and I mean... The, I'm going to see it regardless. It's uh, being directed by Matt Reeves, who's best known for, I think, the second and third of the Plan- new Planet of the Apes trilogy. 
<laughs> pretty sure he did both of those, Don and, uh, what is it, War for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Which are great movies. I still would love to see Andy Serkis in there as, like, as I said it before, a, like, mo-capped Solomon Grundy. Yep. Or just straight up as, like, I Clay don't know. Face. Yeah, any of that. Clayface would be amazing. Yep. Can you imagine Andy Serkis as Calendar Man, like, doing the Hannibal Lecter style? <laughs> Andy Serkis is great. I just love Andy Serkis. Yeah. Like, you he's, could, he's you could cast one. Andy Serkis as everyone in the movie, including Catwoman, and I'd be yeah. on board for it. He's another one of those actors. Mm. When he's on screen, he just commands attention. Like, you can't look away from whatever Andy Serkis is doing. Yeah. Like, rewatching Black Panther again recently, just like... Oh, I love Andy Serkis in that movie. Yeah, it's great, and he he nails that um, that South African like accent that he puts on there. Yeah. What was it he was? Oh yeah, uh, when they're getting ready to interrogate him, he's singing "What Is Love." Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that until I rewatched it recently, mm. and then when I seen that, I just roared. I always forget about it until I'm watching it. And, and then he, he goes into it. Yeah. And it just never sticks in my memory until I see... Well, it is right now, obviously, but... Um, yeah, so that's all I have for news. We can get into... Uh, there was another... Well, it'll be past news by the time this episode goes up, but as of this morning, there was more news about the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, There's another too. trailer put out, so we've got... Like, they're starting to um, introduce more and more Pokemon, more Galarian forms. Because okay. Galar is going to be the new region. Yeah. So, they have Galarian forms of a bunch of uh, first-gen Pokemon. Like, they have Galarian Weezing that was already announced. Uh, they announced um, Galarian Ponyta recently. Okay. Which is a psychic type instead of a fire type. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Um, they announced an evolution for Farfetch'd called Surfetch'd. Oh, I saw that. There's been a lot of memes going on about that one. Yeah. Um, but one of the mechanics that's going to be in this new game is called uh, Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing. Okay. Which kind of takes place... It kind of replaces Mega Evolution yeah. and Z-Moves. Yeah. So, like... You know, it's this thing that I don't know all the ins and outs of how it's going to work, but it's like once a battle, you can Gigantamax one of your Pokemon for X number of turns, and it gains like special attacks and special abilities when it's in this form. And they announced today that there's going to be a Gigantamax Pikachu. That you can get if you have play data from Let's Go Pikachu on there. Okay. Which has a signature move that paralyzes all opponents. Wow. Okay. So if there's multiple opponents on the field, it paralyzes all of them. And one of the Pokemon it showed getting paralyzed was a Mudsdale, which is a ground-type Pokemon, which is usually immune to electric-type attacks. Huh. So I guess that, you know, supersedes ground-type's immunity to electric uh they also had a gigantamax eevee which you know 
Let's Go Eevee. Yep. Uh, Is that the version you got after? That's the version yeah. I got, yeah. Um, its move uh, infatuates opponents of the opposite gender. So, you know, there's a chance they can't attack because they're just swooning over you. Uh, there's a Gigantamax Charizard, which looks really cool, but I was kind of like, ugh, about because Charizard got two Mega Evolutions. Yeah. The only other Pokemon that got two Mega Evolutions was fucking Mewtwo. And then Charizard gets two, Blastoise gets one, Venusaur gets one. Like, why is Charizard always made to be so special? But, um, it looks really cool. Yeah. Like, it's... I think that's why, because Charizard just looks cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> it gets huge, and its wings become made of fire. Okay, okay. And its signature move um, causes burn damage to all... Like, it's kind of like Fire Spin, to my understanding. Okay, yeah. Where all opponents will be trapped in, like, a vortex of fire for four turns. Which, I'm assuming, means they can't switch out either. So they're taking... Yeah damage at the end of every turn from the burn but they also can't switch out which is cool and um, an early purchase bonus is going to be Gigantamax Meowth which confirms Meowth is going to be in this game because they're not going to have all the Pokemon in there there's only going to be some certain Pokemon available in the game which I mean like I get like yeah. They're up to over 800 Pokemon now. Like, how much data would it take to render all of those right now? Like, they can do DLC. They can do updates and expansions yeah. and shit like that. Like, you know, this isn't fucking Game Boy Advance or fucking 3DS anymore. Yeah. Um, but the Meowth one, he gets really, like, long and tall. Okay. And he gets, like, a... It looked kind of like a dragon pattern on the coin on his head. And he gets like almost like a necklace thing around him, and he he looks pretty cool. I'm gonna Google that. But um, what what do you say it's called? G- Giganto what? Gigantamax. Gigantamax Meowth. Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see a tall boy Meowth. But um, his attack. Whoa. Um, it does damage. I'm pretty sure, but it also what was it? Oh, they Gigantamax Butterfree too. Okay. That uh, causes either sleep paralysis or poison on enemies. And the Gigantamax Meowth, I think it does something else, but I know it also increases uh, prize money at the end of the battle. <laughs> uh, and the there's already good Gigantamax Meowth memes here. There's one. Yeah. Someone just has their cat standing on its hind legs, and he looks tall and looks really long. Yeah. He kind of looks like, um, you know, those like wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, he, like, he kind of has yeah. that thing going on. But this picture I was looking at right here, he looks like something out of like a, a Hayao Miyazaki movie, like Spirited Away or something. Yes, right. He looks like an like. Well, I mean, I know Pokemon it, it is it is an anime in a sense, but it, like he looks like a real trippy sort of Miyazaki. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what you call that. It's like a surrealist sort of character. This is really cool. Yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. 
Gigantamax. Uh, where's... Meowth. There it is. Early purchase bonus. Uh, long cat with a big coin. It doesn't say what his move <laughs> was, though. But, yeah. that That's the newest news on the Pokemon front. I like that they went with Meowth and uh, Butterfree. Like, it's kind of... Mm. Like, I mean, I, I'm not that tuned into Pokemon, but, like... Those aren't characters that normally get those kind of buffs or that kind of attention. Doesn't no. seem like like Butterfree hasn't really had any popularity since Gen One. Yeah, but I think the reason why they're showing so many Gen One Pokemon in this is because um, the Let's Go games only yeah. had Gen One Pokemon, and yeah. those were on the Switch. Yeah. So, and where, like, the Pikachu and Eevee have um, special moves if... Oakley, give it up. <laughs> give it up. Okay, yes. You can have attention. But, yeah, I think they want it to be semi-compatible with the Let's Go games. Okay. So that's why they're that putting sense. such an emphasis on the Kanto Pokemon. And the focus really makes sense with the Switch right now, because the Switch is very much a family sort of console. Yeah. And let's be real, the kids who grew up playing Gen 1 and watching the original cartoon, they're moms and dads now. Like, that's the age that they're at. Yeah. So, you know, if they're going out to get the, you know, whatever new game for a Christmas gift for their kids, and they're like, yep. you know, do I want this Mario game or do I want, oh shit, they got Meowth and Butterfree in this? Yeah. You know? It's that little bit of extra incentive. Get me some Charizard! Yeah. So that's uh, Pokemon Corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's the release date on that game? November 15th. November 15th. Oh, not far away at all. Like a, no. Like a month away. Yeah. Well, we're recording this on the 16th of October. Yeah. Uh, this should... No, this should be a quick release. I, I could probably get this out tonight or tomorrow. Cool. Because... <sighs> Um, to go behind the scenes here a little bit. Um, behind when, the curtain. Yeah, when we normally record, it's over a Skype call, and our tracks are recorded separately, and there's a pretty lengthy editing process, which is the delay in recording to release. Yeah, we record over Skype, and so I record my track, Ryan records his, yeah. and then I have to export my track, Yeah, which takes a little bit, and then I have to upload it to Dropbox, which also takes a little yeah. bit especially so I, I with my shitty laptop so i don't usually get your side of it until like the next day anyway yeah and then ryan has to put them together and edit them and yeah. make sure they sync up and which it's not even that it's that difficult it's just it's time consuming it i, I kind of have to listen back through the entire episode multiple times at, at least one time before uploading whereas recording like this is in the same way that i record like final form or the new podcast, Keep It Creepy, which I will get to in a minute. Um, it's all recorded Dude. in the same room, and anything that is going to... My dog just sneezed on my foot twice. Yeah, yeah, it happens. You nasty bitch. Anything I, I need to you. cut out, I usually... I'll make a note of it during recording, and it's a quick fix. I don't really need to listen to back to the whole thing, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of editing in my head as we're recording. 
anything that needs to be cut. Because Ryan is a robot. Yes, I am. Like, I, I already made a note of that really loud sneeze from earlier, which you didn't hear because I cut it. <laughs> yeah, I, I seen the spike on the... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it maxed out. Yep. You, you clipped a little there. Um, My nose is just that powerful. A nose to end all noses. Yep. The nose heard round the world. There you go. <laughs> um, what else? Anything else we want to talk about here? Um, Luigi's Mansion Three. It's coming out soon. It's coming out on Halloween, which I've said multiple times is brilliant marketing. Oh yeah. Because you know, Luigi's Mansion gets enough hype anyway. But then to release a game about a haunted hotel. Yeah. On Halloween. Man, if, if it's a game about catching ghosts in a haunted hotel that you're releasing on Halloween, like if I just had money to burn, if I was rich as fuck, I'd just go out and buy as many copies as I can get my hand on and put them in a bowl instead of Halloween candy. Yeah, and just toss them out to kids. <laughs> if I was a billionaire, that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, you listening, Jeff Bezos? <laughs> do something good with your money. Yes, kids need Luigi's Mansion. Charity. <laughs> I By know. kids, I mean me. <laughs> um, I don't really have my eye on any, on any new video games coming out. I'm like, I have, I have Luigi's Mansion pre-ordered, mm-hmm. and I have uh, the combo pack for Pokemon pre-ordered. So that'll be both Sword and Shield, and that's all I have pre-ordered for myself. Uh, sometime this month, I believe, they're re-releasing Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 as a combo pack, um, which is going to be available on Switch, so I might pick that up. And then the next game that's on my radar right now that I can think of off the top of my head, there might be more that I'm just blanking on, but, uh, the new Animal Crossing Oh, is yeah, coming out in March, and yeah. I I haven't played Animal Crossing. I'm not really into those, but I, I love Animal Crossing. Emily is fanatical yeah. about it, so we'll be having a copy of that in this house. That's actually that's one thing that hooked me on Stardew Valley. It's, it's got that Animal Crossing. Emily boat. played a lot of Stardew too. Yeah, there's 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 enough similarities that you can get in that little like. Like, it has this sort of loop of, like, well, my day started. I only have so many hours to get the things, like, run my errands and tend to my crops. Yeah. It's so... It, it makes it's, you feel rugged without having to get dirty. Exactly. I don't need to filth up my my my, <laughs> my soft little podcasting hands. Uh, <laughs> you know what? There is one game I do have my eye on that I'm, I haven't pre-ordered a game in a while. Actually, that's not true. I pre-ordered uh, Crash Team Racing. But uh, I may pre-order The Last of Us 2. Nice. February 21st next year, so it's still a while away. Um, Once I'm done with all these games that I'm playing now and the ones that are coming out, I think I might pick up the uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Yeah, that's... I've already got the Spyro Trilogy and Crash Team Racing, so I feel like I might as well at this point. And I, like, I remember playing... Crash Bandicoot and yeah. really enjoying it. Apparently, it's hard as fuck. I don't remember. Oh, being, it is. I don't remember that part of it. Like, like, but, like. I do you do you ever find um? What I remember the early levels being playable, but then like the further yeah. into the game you get, it gets really fucking yeah. hard. 
maybe it's just because I was I was a bit of a casual gamer as a kid. But like, especially if you're trying to like complete the level with yeah. all the crates mm, and like okay. get like all the jewels and stuff like that. When when I look back on games I played as a kid, I have trouble like like I don't really remember what was hard and what wasn't. I just remember the games, and then you know, like I was an adult before I found out that Battletoads was a hard game. Oh my god, Battletoads is so hard. I fucking played the shit out of it as a kid. I don't know. I played a lot of I don't it, know. but I never got very far. I, yeah, well, I think that's the thing. I think, like, I wasn't one of those kids who was like, I need to finish the game. I was just like, I'm just gonna play this over and over, and I am content. Oh, like, I've watched, <laughs> like, speedruns of the game, and, like, you when you think of Battletoads being hard, you think of, like, the race thing. The, the what is it called? The, the hoverbike fucking the shit. The tunnel... Something, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a good name on it. I... One of the later levels that I never ever made it to looks like I'm glad I never made it to that level. Like, holy shit, they got that Battletoads, the new, like, it's sort of like a beat, beat em up game coming out. Yeah, well. I saw that and I don't like the art style very much. Turbo Tunnel, how could I forget? Yeah, 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 I saw that in the art style. I was just like, really, like... I kind of like the art style, but I don't really like it for that game. Like, yeah. it, it looks nice, but it doesn't feel like Battletoads to me. No. I think they, they probably could have gone with 8-bit style, and it would have been more yeah. fitting. Which a lot of current games do, still. Um, I don't know, you want to you wanna review anything? or We don't really have much of a plan for this. Um... The only two things that I've seen... Uh, that's not true. I've seen... I've been catching up on movies from the year. Um, you saw Joker, which is still relevant. I did see Joker. I've and seen it twice. You know what? I haven't seen it. Charlotte saw it. Without me. <laughs> which... So, when's when are you guys getting divorced? Like... Uh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, the marriage is still fresh, so I'm going to wait like at least a couple more months before I break the news to her. Okay. Good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Emily doesn't listen either, so I can say whatever the fuck I want on this podcast. <laughs> Usually Emily can hear me from the other room when yeah. we're recording, but yeah. she left the house to go run some errands while Ryan and I were recording, so she wouldn't have to tiptoe around. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I could say right now on the podcast what I got her for Christmas, and she'd be none the wiser. Oh, shit, son. I could, I could tell you where it's hidden in the house, and she, oh. she doesn't even know it's in the house. Oh. But she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but I'm not going to say, because knowing my luck, this would be the one time <laughs> yeah. she actually does listen. <laughs> one time she tunes in, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But normally she can just hear me talking from the yeah. other room. So she's just like, I just listened to you talk for a couple hours. Like, why do I need to listen to Ryan's side of it, too? <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah. No, Joker was great. Uh, the first time I went, I went with a bunch of friends and loved it. And then, like, when I was in Nova Scotia visiting family last week, uh, we decided to go. It was the first time... I think ever that I went to a movie with both my parents and my sister. Like I've really? got, I've gone to movies with dad. I've gone to movies with Jennifer. I don't think I've gone to many movies with mom at all. 
but I think it was the first time ever that all four of us went to a movie together. And I'd already seen it. I liked it. And I was interested to see what uh, their takes on it were because, I mean, Dad watches a lot of movies lately anyway. Yeah. But, like, Dad likes a lot of crime movies and stuff like that. And, like, my sister's a social worker who works primarily with mental health and addictions. Yeah. So I wanted to see what her take on it was, too. And we watched the movie... And it was pretty much all Dad talked about for two days afterwards. Like oh, yeah? We'd, we'd go to my uncle's for dinner, and Dad'd be like, oh, that Joker movie. We saw that Joker movie. Oh, Buddy and that some good James. James, what's Buddy's name that was in that movie? You know, Buddy, he was in uh, Walk the Lawn. He played Johnny Cash in the Johnny Cash movie. My son, he was better in this movie than he was in Johnny Cash movie. <laughs> oh, Buddy, yes, yes. You know, he was in Gladiator. He was he was the bad guy in Gladiator, that Russell Crowe movie. <laughs> that, that was a long time ago. Oh, Jesus, he was young back then. But Dad loved it. He wouldn't stop talking about it. And, like... My sister, like, all four of us loved it. Like, all four of us unanimously agreed it was a fantastic movie. But, um, there were parts where, like, people in the theater were laughing. Because, like, just, like, something would happen or whatever. Yeah. And my sister actually got mad because people were laughing. She was just like, you know, it seems kind of funny, I guess, but... It was actually pretty dark when that happened, and like this, you know, like, like my sister was so invested in this movie that like, she was getting frustrated with people who thought certain parts were humorous, like yeah, yeah, when she was just like, no, that that was dark, it was twisted, like oh, like I was like, man, like, first movie all four of us have seen together, and we all agreed on it, like. Wow. That that speaks volumes. It does. Yeah. And my cousin and his girlfriend were actually at the same screening. And they were sat, like, towards the back because it was a bigger theater with assigned seating. And we were talking to them on our way out. And um, my cousin's girlfriend was saying, like, that there were a lot of parts of that movie that just made her feel uncomfortable, but she felt like that's what they were going for. Yeah. She yeah. was like, I felt uncomfortable, but I'm pretty sure I was supposed to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And and that's, that's uh, I think that's a bit of an acquired taste. Yeah. For, for, especially for someone who's a pretty casual moviegoer, right? Like, I went to the gym yesterday, and before class started, I was talking to a couple that go there together. Yeah. And they went with their son, their son's 21 it's not like they took like a 13 year old okay, yeah. <laughs> but they were talking and he said that both him and his son loved it but the wife said that it was a bit too slow for her okay because the movie is a bit of a slow burn yeah yeah it's more of it's a... not an action movie or anything no no, no it's more of a drama yeah yeah so it was a bit too slow for her taste, but okay. he loved it. Yeah. And so did their son, apparently. Yeah. It's, that's basically like the two camps I've seen on the movie. Either it's too slow for your taste. Yeah. Too slow slash too dark, or you love it. See, I'm, I'm curious as to where I'm going to fall on this movie, just because 
a lot of the film critics that I follow, which I, I don't take critics' opinions, you know, just at, at word, because um, I often disagree, but film critics whose opinions I personally, like, often agree with, and, and who they, they're the ones that, like, I listen to their podcasts, I, you know, I check their reviews and stuff. Yeah. I heard a lot of opinions saying that Joaquin Phoenix puts off a great performance in a bad movie. Which, that's another bold claim, right? And I feel like there's so many varying opinions on this movie. I'm really curious. I, I need to see it to see yeah. where I fall on this. Um, but everyone I know that's seen it... Loved it. Yeah. And that that was, like, Charlotte's whole review is, you're going to love it. And I feel like Charlotte knows my taste pretty well. Yeah. Um, anything else you've seen or played? Uh... Not much recently. Uh, Tell you one thing I did watch the other day. I opened up Facebook and I seen it by accident. I didn't know it was happening. I just came across it. It was live on Facebook. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes oh. putting their handprints yes. in front of the Chinese theater. They've been they've been making the circuit with this new movie. Yeah. And that may be the only reason I don't see Joker when I go to St. John's. If Jay and Silent Bob reboot is playing, I'm going to see that instead. Yeah. Because I've never seen a Kevin Smith movie in a theater. I haven't seen many. I I will absolutely like jump at the chance to see it. But, um, yeah, I tuned in because it was like Kevin Smith is live and I recognized the theater and everything like that. And I was like, yeah. no way. I turned it on and it was like halfway through Harley's speech introducing them because they had um ben affleck and kevin's daughter harley quinn smith introduced them and then kevin was like oh i got introduced by batman and harley quinn (laughs) but like like the first sentence yeah of kevin's speech when he got up there was like strap in motherfuckers like he started (laughs) off swearing yeah of course because typical Kevin Smith fashion but like Jason Mewes was getting emotional and everything like that that guy's had a long journey he has had a long journey and he was like my like vision of how my life was going to play out was like I was going to be fairly I was going to do all right for myself by having a roofing business in Jersey yeah like that that was as far as I saw my life going like Settling down, having a family, having a roofing business in Jersey. And here I am putting my hands, like, amongst all these legends. Like, that's insane. Getting introduced by Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like, you know? And he was emotional and he was, like, thanking Kevin so much because he was just like, you know, I got to thank my wife for helping me get on the straight and narrow. And, like, Kevin and his wife, Jen, like... They actually took me into their house when I was at one of my lowest points, and like he put me in his movies, and like I wouldn't be who I am today without Kevin. I probably wouldn't be alive today without Kevin. Yeah. And like, you know, he walked away from the podium to, you know, end his little speech and make room for Kevin to give his. And before Kevin took the mic, like, Jay was kind of, like, back on to Kevin, like, walking away, like, everything like that. And, like, Kevin followed him across the stage and, like, 
basically just like turned him around and like gave him a hug because like you could hear in his voice that Jay was getting emotional and everything. But like before Kevin started his speech, he followed Jay across the stage and like gave him a big hug and yeah, like seeing the two of them do that together was fantastic. And the only review that I saw, I didn't read any of it because I didn't want any spoilers of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, uh, IGN and IGN are a little harsh on movies sometimes. I find yeah. They gave it a solid 7 out of 10, though. Like, they said this is a great movie, and it's apparently a great, like, um, throwback to the entire Viewisk universe. Because they have pretty much everybody. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see this? Well, uh, I can't oh. remember if it was Kevin or Harley, but referred to it as his endgame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you happen to see, like, like I'm, I'm sure you've seen how um, making this movie brought Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck back together as friends. Yep. Did you see who he recently made back up with? Uh, Bruce Willis? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Clerks. Jeff uh, Anderson, is that right? Jeff is that, Anderson? Yeah. Wow. To the point where he made a post, a picture of uh, himself, Jay, and Jeff together, and said, I reached out to the guy, we sat down, we had a long talk, and we've come up together with an idea that works for for a Clerks 3. Clerks 3 is happening. Jeff Anderson is in. Fuck yes. Right? Because that's... No offense, Brian O'Halloran. Yeah. But fucking Randall is what makes those movies. Yeah. yeah. I love Randall Graves in those movies. Like, Dante and Randall are the only... Like, it seems like uh, he's clued up a lot of the stories with James Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Except for Dante and Randall. Yeah. Which is like the missing link. Um, so yeah, I'm totally on board for that. And you know what? There is one movie I did watch that I should throw in because it's fitting. Uh, Madness and the Method. Uh, Jason Mewes' directorial debut. Oh yeah. Which is about Jason Mewes trying to make it as an actor. It's like a... F- like historical fiction in a way because it's like it it starts off with Jason Mewes just being like man I want I don't want to be the, the the you know the the drug dealing stoner character forever I don't want to just be a laughing stock I want to be a serious actor yeah don't want to be typecast yeah. all the time and like they even have like like him and Kevin Smith podcasting in the movie like it's very much based in reality. And then things go completely off the rails. He accidentally kills somebody, and then he has to frame Vinnie Jones for the murder, and it's ridiculous. Danny Trejo and Vinnie Jones play fictional versions of themselves. Like it is Jesus. And um, it, it's it's like it's not like one of the best movies of the year, but Jason it's a fun watch. Jason Mewes, solid directing. It's fun. It's it's one of those movies that like if you haven't watched Viewisk Universe movies, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But if you are a fan of Jane Son and Bob and Clerks and Mallrats and all that shit, you will love it. Yeah. Like, it, it's it, there's so many good cracks in there. Like, uh, Brian O'Halloran is kind of one of the villains of the movie. He plays a dick, and, like, the running joke is that he just... He keeps referencing that one line from Clerks. Like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Like, that's his ringtone and shit. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's great. Uh, I, I definitely recommend it to fans of the viewers universe. Um, and I think we're just about out of time because I got to get back to Port of Ass and pick up my wife from work. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drive two hours to pick up the missus. Yeah. Um, 
I will throw in two little things. Uh, since we last podcasted, I started another podcast with my wife. Um, it's called Keep It Creepy. If you haven't checked it out yet, every episode, myself and my wife, Charlotte, break down and talk about... Not break down like emotionally, but we break down a horror movie and talk about it. And uh, so far, we've just done our pilot episode where we talked about our background with horror movies, and we, we did an episode on The Exorcist. Uh, we got a couple of fun ones coming up. I think we're probably doing Cabin Fever next. Nice. Uh, which is going to be fun. You should do The Cabin in the Woods soon, too. Cabin in the Woods is so great. I just rewatched it, like, last week. I just found it in, like, the Halloween oh, yeah? bin at Walmart. Oh, really? For five bucks, yeah. <sighs> I wish I had time to go this to Walmart. This is the best time to go to Walmart and look for movies, uh, because they have all the horror movie anthologies out. Not that there's ever a really great time to go to Walmart, because I hate Walmart. <laughs> yeah, Walmart's garbage, but... Yeah. Like, this time of year, they have so many good horror movies yeah. there. Like, yesterday I saw that they had all eight Leprechaun movies there Ooh, in one box set. Nice. Like, they have just about every, like, horror series there in nice. box sets. Nice. Uh, we actually... They got the Jeff Goldblum fly up there, too. Ooh, that's yeah. great, too. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I'm going to throw out there is, just as sort of a side hobby... I've started using this app called Letterboxd, which is a... It's a varying degrees of social media slash film reviewing where, like... For nerds! Yeah. If you, <laughs> you watch a movie, you can rate it a couple stars, you can write a review if you want to, you can make a list of movies if you want to. I'm going, like, fully into it. Like, I've got uh, something like 700... I got 811 movies rated... I've written reviews for 37 of them, and I have like 29 different rank lists because I just I'm going crazy with it. I'm trying my hand to actually like writing movie reviews. So if you like my takes on movies and you want to check out more of that, you can check out the Letterbox app under uh, the Atomic Beard, of course, and uh, or you can just go on the website letterbox.com/slash. I don't know how I don't know how that is. I don't know if it's like slash user slash. I don't know. I don't know. Just. I don't know. Letterbox. I really got to get back to writing the uh, movie that I got like half a page into. Yeah. Because I was, I, I was totally going to write like an Atomic Beard and Hustle like story. Yeah. Which is like, if that ever existed, it would be have to be like 50% Deadpool, 50% Kevin Smith. Yeah. Like... It would have to be a superhero movie based in that sort of, like, indie underground comedy yep. sort of thing. But, like, I had an idea for, like, the start, the end, like, villain, like, everything like that, like, tied in for, like, a sequel. Is, is, is the main villain scheduling? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, something could be worked in there. Some Someone with, like, time manipulation or some shit like that. <laughs> But, no. It's our Achilles heel. Yeah. Achilles calendar. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, that's an episode of Jedi Dropouts. It's been a while. Yep. And we won't uh, make any claims to doing this anytime soon. See you in another six months. <laughs> Ho- hopefully we can actually put out another episode. Well, I'm soon going up to get my laptop fixed. I'm just yeah. going to take it up, get it wiped, and reinstall Skype and Audacity on it, because like, I don't use my laptop for fuck all anymore. I'm pretty much just going to use it for 
podcasting. I got a brand new laptop for my birthday, and it is entirely Audacity and uh, Stardew Valley, and that is it. I gotta lay off the emulators because that's <laughs> that's what slowed it down and killed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I was I, I just emulators. wanted to play like a mashup of Link to the Past Super Metroid with randomized items. Like, is that so much to ask? Yeah, Nintendo should officially release that. Yeah, I like, mean, if, like if Nintendo released that, which they have all the rights to do it for uh, Switch, it would sell. Who doesn't want to find items from a Link to the Past in Lower Brinstar? Right. Like, it's not too much to ask. And like, I feel like that would be two of the best Super Nintendo games ever made. I feel like that would be a low cost, big like big return on that. Yeah. Because that would not cost shit all to release as a digital game. And then, you know, you sell it for, what, 10, 20 bucks, something like that? Yeah. You, you pay 20 bucks for it. Yeah, digital release. Yeah. But you got to be able to randomize each yeah. game. Yeah. That's the thing, like, you know, you want different seeds every time because, you know, there's no point in a randomizer if, like, all the items are in just not their vanilla location, but you know where they're going to be every time. Sure. I definitely understood all of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as always, thank you very much for tuning in, listening. Uh, thanks to whoever keeps liking posts on our social media, even though it's been, like, almost completely dead. Um, like, we're getting likes from posts from, like, three months ago for some reason. I don't know. Uh, people are still listening we somewhere. appreciate it and I need to get back on it like I yeah. haven't streamed in a while because I haven't like I don't have a capture card for my switch my laptop's been dead so I can't play anything on that and my PS4 is getting used as a DVD player ah yeah so yeah yeah so we'll be back hopefully soon with more stuff from one of the podcasts I don't know um, Perhaps I'll get a capture card for the Switch and I'll start streaming that once Pokemon comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. As always, you can listen to other episodes of Jedi Dropouts, Final Form, and now keep it creepy over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thanks for dropping by. Something, something. Drop out. Later. Peace. I'm glad I don't have to cut that together this time. Yeah. I can, I can just... Let it go there. Yeah. Yeah. Full of Oakley squeaks. Yeah. Cool.